Hello again and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers alike, you are very welcome. The Master's Voice Prophecy Blog is a WordPress website for now and you can find it at www.the-masters-voice.com. There are about 480 prophecies of the Lord on that website. These prophecies cover a time period all the way from 2012 to now, 2023, though I must say that the most recent uploads, about the last 25 uploads or so, I haven't had time to put them in written form of on the blog, trying to keep up with the Heavenly Father and his very long and wide strides. God is moving at quite a pace, and that is because God's time is now. It is time for the kingdom of God to come. It is time for the return of Jesus Christ to be the most important thing on the agenda of all living. This is whether you are a Christian or not, whether you know God as your heavenly father or whether you think that God is non-existent, a myth, a story to fool children and gullible adults. does not matter what human beings think. The Lord Jesus Christ is real. Yah is real. The Holy Spirit is real. And their glory will, in times to come, cover the earth. But for now, there is an ongoing battle between the prideful beings who think that they will take hold of this earth and establish their own kingdom. And unfortunately for us, they will be allowed to for a time. Satan knows that he has a short time and Satan will be allowed to do certain things because he is trying to establish his kingdom here on earth and God will step back. God will remove his spirit to a certain degree. God will remove all the restraints that he usually has in place to preserve and protect humanity. And at that time, those who have wickedness in their heart, both human and beast, will be given into their time of wrath, their time of wickedness. So it behooves those who are children of God, whether you are a Christian in name only and living for yourself, living very selfishly, living against and outside the word of God, or whether you are a true child of God, blood-washed believer, in love with your master, in love with your savior, and only wanting to know how best to please him. This is the time for us to draw near to the word of God first and foremost. Prophecy is never supposed to supplant or replace the word of God. So I always say to people, I don't recommend binging on this blog for starters. And also do not neglect reading your Bible. Do not neglect prayer. Do not neglect fasting because the times that are coming are going to put a very, very strong demand on our faith. And if your faith is weak, meaning that you have faith that can handle daily life, you can have you have faith that can handle uh, normal and ordinary human problems. But when it comes to the kind of spiritual challenges that are ahead, the kinds of things that the Lord is talking about, natural disasters, he's talking about famine, he's talking about war, he's talking about the return, the advent, the exposure of creatures from the land and the sea and the sky upon the earth in front of our faces, you have to understand, even if you are a long-standing Christian, you're going to need something better than what you have available. And so today's prophecy is continuing with the very first prophecy that I made today. July the 20th is today. And the prophecy that I just came from making is called, you will have no idols left the fall of Donald Trump. And this prophecy is something that preceded it. Today's prophecy is from October 15, 2022, and it is called, 
the destruction of Dagon, all idols will fall. And I received this prophecy as one of about six or seven prophecies that the Lord was giving me back to back to back, very close in date. In 2022, when the Lord turned his gaze to political machinations here in the United States, something that takes up almost all of the average American's time, energy, money, and focus, what are the politics of America? How is the country being run? Is the country being run by capable people? There's always split opinions about that. Every team feels that the other leader is useless when it's not their leader in powerful in power. And yet God has a different perspective. God looks at American politics as a lot of noise, quite honestly, and also as idolatry, something that people lift way above their prayer lives. They lift way above their relationship with Jesus Christ. They're either praying for their person to come in power or praying for the other person to leave power. And very little focus is put on the bigger picture, which is the fact that all forms of human government are going away. We will see these things going away. We will see the rise of a completely new world. Things will be put in order that we never agreed to. We will not be asked about the shape of the world that is being crafted around us as we speak, we will have minimal buy-in because the thought leaders of the day will simply tell us things like, the money has COVID, so we're giving you money in the cloud and your homes use a lot of energy, so we're giving you energy efficient homes and here are some energy efficient devices and energy efficient appliances that can all listen in and spy on you and report everything that you think and say and feel back to the main central hub where we will adjust your social credit score as we feel. And if it drops too low, you will be completely put out of society. You will become a pariah. You will be living next to the trash cans like that brother and sister that I shared in the dream that is called a look ahead. That's the name of the prophecy a look ahead. It was two dreams. One, one was where I found myself, please excuse the noise. I'm not going to stop. I found myself living in a smart home with all kinds of curious advancements in the future, such as the living plastic that I saw that Amazon is going to cover packages with. Yes, the packages are going to start to come not in the familiar cardboard boxes, the packages are going to start to come covered by a living plastic that has moving adverts on it. It's a very strange thing to see. You may or may not be able to see your package inside for privacy, but definitely there will be what I call living plastic and the plastic will have ads. Ads will be playing on that pa plastic just the way ads play on our tablets and phones. So in that world, um, I had a home and I had food and everything else. And one day I went to throw out my trash and... Lo and behold, a brother-sister combo was hiding by the trash receptacles and jumped on me to try and accost me and say, give us your identification card for food. And I said to them, and then, what are you going to do? How will you use it? And then that just foiled their plan. And I went and got food for them and gave it to them. So it's a very different world coming. The haves and the have-nots are going to be starkly separated. And all you have to do really is look at the fact that I have been writing these things down since 2012. They have been in print. Every prophecy has a title. Every prophecy has a date. And now you do not need the prophecies to see the reality of the things I said long ago coming to pass. The Master's Voice can be found on Rumble, BitChute, 
Brighton. It is just called the Master's Voice blog, but it should come up when you look for it in the search box under channels on those platforms. I'm also on Apple Podcasts. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Google Podcasts. And I am on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook. I will leave all those things in the description box. A word. If you are following me on any of the short form platforms, this is Instagram, this is Facebook, and this is TikTok, I strongly advise you to take the step of coming either here to the YouTube channel or to go to any one of the other main form channels. And here's the reason why. You cannot find out what God is trying to prepare us for through listening to two and five minute snippets. That is simply impossible. Those snippets are simply to let you know that there is a prophecy blog with 30 minute, 40 minute, and sometimes one hour teachings that will bring you into a stronger relationship with God. Those tiny snippets are the equivalent of Snickers bars. They are to let you know that there is more food somewhere else. Master's Voice is also on SoundCloud. Pardon me. Um, and there's also a YouTube channel in Spanish that is called La Voz del Señor. Canal Profetico, La Voz del Señor. So there is that. So I strongly, strongly recommend that if you are following on TikTok, if you're following on Instagram, and if you're following on YouTube, I'm only putting tiny snippets there. And if you think that you can listen to a two-minute clip or a five-minute clip and then be able to judge, well, is she telling the truth? Is this really prophecy or not? Did this really come from God or not? You're, you're, you're serving yourself short. You're selling yourself short. And you are missing out on the truth of what God has to say to this generation. So God is talking about American politics in this prophecy, talking about how prophecy is in all-consuming God in the hearts of people, that people worship um, politicians, that they worship the process of politics. And he likened the fall of one of politics' largest figures to the ancient Philistine fish god, half-fish, half-man god, Dagon. And therefore, the name of this prophecy is the destruction of Dagon. All idols will fall. October 15, 2022. And the banner scripture is this. The haughtiness of man shall be humbled. And the lofty pride of men shall be brought low. And the Lord alone will be exalted in that day. And the idols shall utterly pass away. Isaiah 2, verses 17 and 18. And so I wrote that the theme of coming judgment of God, God's judgment for idolatry, continues across all boards. And that I have previously covered God's judgment of idols in the financial sector, that God will judge money, that the U.S. dollar will utterly crash, that there will be a huge global financial crisis, and America is going to literally bottom out in that crisis. I brought prophecies of how American banks, I saw them all on fire, literally. Some of them burned down to the ground and some of them only partially. And God said he will judge the God of money in this country. But prophecies of the fall of athletes, that many athletes are going to get into scandals. Most of them are going to be touched by God in some way. He's going to humble them because he says that they see themselves as gods and they receive the praises of people here in America and around the world. And it has convinced them that they are larger than life and they live on pedestals. And so I saw that God will humble them, some of them through 
um, injuries. I saw that they had injuries and it took them a long time to recover and be able to go back to their go back to their careers. And those were the blessed ones. Those were the ones that God had mercy on who had um, an injury and were able to go back. A lot of them were injured permanently. They were retired. They were summarily sat down. God basically kicked their legs out from under them. And they went from being larger to larger than life to broken and humbled men and women in a single day by a single injury. God has brought prophecies here, judging celebrities such as Beyonce Knowles, that one has received the judgment of death from the Lord. And there are about five or six prophecies solely dedicated to that woman, that she is a witch and a sorcerer that has led many people into deception. And God says that she is an idol and a sorceress and very defiant and that he has spoken to her many times and she refuses to repent. And therefore she will not be tolerated anymore. And she will fall from her lofty position in the minds and the eyes of people right down to an early grave brought prophecies here of how god will humble the church and its leaders well-known household names like bishop td jakes and pastor benny hinn pastor joyce myers um pastor joel austin kenneth copeland marilyn hickey and other such names came up for judgment before the lord and then last year he moved to politics and there were quite a few prophecies involving Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, and Bill Clinton, and Nancy Pelosi was mentioned, and also this woman by the name of Maxine Waters, and also um, Donald Trump and Kamala Harris. So God moved the gamut. And at the time he was teaching, I was writing all these prophecies down, and I had more time then, so I was bringing them on the blog, because... The lessons that God was giving in those prophecies, if you go back and watch them, form this fence of very good reminders to let us know how God wants us to approach him, to let us know how God wants us to relate to him and understand him. In fact, one of the phrases that the Lord repeated a lot during those times were, tell them celestial not to misunderstand me. This is the word of reprimand of a father that has had his fill of his children's behavior. He was telling them, tell my people not to mistake me. I do not want to be mistaken by them. And that is a stern warning telling them, tell them not to cross the line and not to be in error with who they think I am, with how they treat me and with how they behave in my presence. The Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So if you truly want to be considered wise, it's not about how much information you can pick up from social media. It's not about what you think you know. It's about what has the Holy Spirit revealed to you about a matter? How has God opened your understanding about who he is and about how much he hates idolatry and how much he, he hates to hear us parroting the names of human beings in his ears all the time as if these are gods among men? Proverbs 9 and 10. Here are the things that the Lord has said about the perils of idolatry. The idols will go down on the ground. Let them be removed. Let the false gods fall down and the Dagon idols shatter in their fragile temples. As they go down, the hopes of men will go down with them and their extreme sinfulness will be exposed. America will have a heart attack when Trump dies. That is the beginning of the end for her. And she will have another one, meaning another heart attack, when power changes hands suddenly. 
When day-to-day changes cause the nation to resemble its constitution less and less, America will catapult into an unexpected series of moves that no one is expecting. So God has been saying this thing since 2020, that America is going to come to a time where we're literally going to feel as if someone took us from our beds while we were still bundled up sleeping, threw us into a roller coaster, the really dangerous kind, strapped us in and pulled the crank on that thing and sent us shooting off into a ride that none of us expected. God has said that we will see political intrigues in the White House that are worse than a Spanish telenovela with twists and turns and trick endings until all of us are so confused that we don't know what's happening. And we've already started to see a few signs of those here and there, but he said that it will happen at breakneck pace until we begin to become so confused and fearful. In the prophecy that is called nothing but scattering, God says that America will not get a single thing that she wants. America will be frustrated. And that was repeated in the prophecy that is called changes ahead, a look ahead at the future. So you can look up all these prophecies on my dashboard, look for them by name or put them into the search box because that's why YouTube is there. We have to put a little bit of elbow grease into learning these things for ourselves. I can't ourselves. I can't always leave links. God says that America will be thrown to and fro and that America will become in fact, the most famous banana Republic in the world. So this is the country with all the resources, all the media. We basically set the tone and we basically tell the stories and we basically craft the news. And I don't mean that in a good way. We basically set the bar. But God says that America will enter into a banana republic phase. And that means that in the area of her elections, foreign countries will start to laugh at us and say, does America need independent election observers? Does she need help with her political process? Because it will be completely unpredictable and out of whack. And God says that he's going to knock idols down on the ground. And this is not new to those who come here. Let them be removed and false gods must fall and the Dagon idols will shatter in their fragile temples. Now this evokes the words of King Solomon at the end of the Proverbs when it says idols will shatter in their fragile temples. God is basically saying the human body is a very weak thing. It's easily killed. It's easily assassinated. It's easily poisoned. It's easily falsely imprisoned. And then they said, oh, what a pity. He hung himself. The temple of the human body is fragile and the only person who's really keeping it going is the Holy Spirit. So when God removes his temperance and when God removes his tolerance from behind these human idols that people are lifting up to the very skies, God says they will go down with a thud. And guess what else is going down with them? The hopes of all who are trusting in them. When the idols fall, all the idol hopers will fall with them. Your hope will go down the tubes. And as you feel that terrible tearing pain in your flesh, as you feel that grief at losing what you thought was going to save you because you would not trust in God, the Lord says that your own extreme sinfulness will be exposed. You will be shown to be an idolater when you can't get it together after your idol is removed. God says that America will have a heart attack when ex-president Trump meets his end. And that in itself will be the beginning of the end for the United States herself. And she will have another heart attack, he says, when power changes hands suddenly. And that is the situation that I have been prophesying since November 2020, when God revealed 
that this combo of a Biden president and a Kamala Harris vice president was actually a setup, he said all those years ago, for Mr. Biden to be removed and for Kamala Harris to become the one who holds power suddenly, the Lord called that process power changing suddenly without hands. Without hands means that instead of people going to the ballot boxes and stretching out their hands to cast a vote and at least have a similitude of participating in the electoral process, basically what would happen is power would be yanked from one person's hand and the baton put in another person's hand and it has nothing to do with the people of America. You will basically get a president, whether you want one or not, a female president. God says, the two heart attacks are on the way for the United States, the death of ex-president Trump, and also the sudden shift that gives us the first female president who he has revealed will be nothing more than an earpiece wearing stooge, a puppet of the beast himself, who is still behind the curtain for now, the man that we all know as ex-president Barack Obama. The Lord says that these unexpected series of moves that will come upon us, grab us by the collar and thrust us into a future that no one is expecting, marks a transition. He says the same way that you see transitions in music, there are pauses in music and rests. He says a song can start one way, but then it easily shifts and moves into various transitions simply by changing key and by changing tempo until it finally hits a crescendo and then reaches its end. In the same way, God says that idols have reached the end of their useful tenure before God. Now, to those of you who don't know what a tenure is, a tenure is a period that you get to be in office. If you're chosen as a professor, you are given a certain tenure. It might be lifetime tenure, or it might be for a period of five years, 10 years, with the option to renew, or if you don't perform up to scratch, then they let you go after the five years or the 10 years. The only people who are safe in tenure are professors who have permanent tenure, meaning that they have been given a permanent job and they can keep their position at that institution of learning until they die. But God says that these idols have no such job security, that they have reached the end of any useful role that they will play. What the Lord is basically saying here is, Whatever role an idol has played in your life, that he as God, whether he is God your father or God your atheist object of scorn, however you approach, yeah, he says that he has reached the point where all idols have served the end of their tenure. They are no longer needed to cushion those who need a friend in the music industry, in the movie industry, in the tech industry, in the Bitcoin industry, wherever the in industry of your interest is. God says that he will tolerate no idols anymore. Their useful time, even in the church, Catholics, please listen. Sign of the cross people, rosary people, Ave Maria people. God is done with that. He has said it multiple times. And every time he says it, you go into spasms and have breakdowns. And it's just a pity because it goes to show how deeply rooted the tree of praying to the saints and doing all kinds of unbiblical things are rooted in your bellies. You have an option and a choice. All who follow idols, all who cannot receive the truth of God's word. It is either that you will take up an ax and go to that root and cut it out yourself no matter how painful it is to admit 
that you following the false prophets, idols, addicted to their false prophecies, like little doggy treats, that you need to cut yourself off from that. Addicted to following all the political pundits and following everything that Bloomberg says to know what is the money doing and is the CBJC coming in and what's happening with the cash. And you addicted to the bishops and defending them, not knowing that they are rapists and pedophiles whose dirt is going to hit the screens and be on every social media app that God says even a 12-year-old child will be able to see the full sex tape of your favorite pastor that is upcoming Remember I said in the video just before this one that the Lord says that everything that I have spoken and published so far and everything that is on the way will come out as a tsunami of evidence and we will all see it and we will all know that everything on TMV was true after all. If you don't cut out the root of idolatry in you, which is option one and which is definitely going to hurt some of you need deep repentance and some of you need deep deliverance for the things that you have supported and defended all over the internet. You are going to need to take three weeks and go and delete some of those comments where you were upholding ministers who are going to fall publicly. And if that comment is still on your record when you stand before God, you will be judged for it as an idle word that you spoke. You have the option to cut down the evil tree and ask the Holy Spirit to uproot it while you cry and moan and sob and say, I can't believe that he was false. If you don't cut it down yourself, the Lord will come after your idol. And that cut will be brutal. For here is what he says. Idols are a particular wickedness on the earth. And here is the purpose that they serve. Idols separate sheep from goats. Their presence separate mankind into who will worship them and who will not worship them. And don't we think of Daniel? And don't we think of Daniel's friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they were brought into the foreign land known as ancient Babylon and the huge gold statue was erected. And all were told that when you hear the music play, bow down and worship, and the three young men declined to do so. They refused to do so. They refused, and their refusal to give obeisance, to do worship before that idol, separated them as sheep in the midst of goats. And I have explained here that those three Hebrew boys were not the only three Hebrews who were in captivity at that time. That means that a ton of God's other people, fearing for their life and fearing to be judged by the ruling authority of the day, when they heard the music, they also bowed down. Everyone was on their face before a statue, knowing that God said, don't worship idols, except those three boys. So what does that tell us? That the multitude of people will continue to run after politics and run after stars and do everything. And there is a tiny contingent who will say, even if I perish, I perish, but I'm going to keep my feet in these idolatrous time and I will not bow down. God says that he will see from those who worship idols and those who don't, who the sheep are and who the goats are, and the idols have been doing that work for him. So all the Trump people, imagine all the things that you have written under all those live streams. May God help you to go and find all those comments and take them off.
He said, idols reveal the hearts of men in a way where only God can be the righteous judge. No man can judge himself. When it comes to idolatry, only Yah can see the contents of the heart and the destructive spreading effects of these inordinate affections. God sees them far better than we can ever be aware of. Just a moment, please. God is the only true judge of idolatry because he is the only true God that is being rejected and offended when people raise up idols to compete with him. And this is just what God said in April of this year when I brought the prophecy on April the 2nd, um, where God was saying that he's bringing judgment against Florida and he's bringing judgment against Texas because he says that they have their own religion and their religion is guns, freedom, and Donald Trump. And then all of the people in Florida and especially, yes, especially Florida, not so much Texas, rose up in righteous indignation on all my platforms to stone me with stones, to say that they do not worship Donald Trump, that he's just a very good man that they happen to like a lot, 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 lot that they support him because he supports the ideals of the righteous America, who was just debunked in the video that I uploaded before this one. And that they're not idolaters and that I'm speaking unjust lies against them and that God would never flood them because it is a false judgment. And then while the words were still in their throat, 10 days later on April 12th, 2023, historic once-in-a-lifetime flooding that they had closed down the airports, shut everything, and had that very interesting man on the news swimming in the streets. And God is not done with these judgments. God says that he can see your hearts. And I think that we can all accept that God can see our hearts and he knows who has idols standing up in the heart, whether it's your brand new baby that you finally got pregnant with after 12 years of not having a child. If you don't put that child in its appropriate place, which is mother's love, father's love, but definitely not the God of the heart, it's going to be a problem for you. If there's anything that you were longing for and the Lord finally grants you that desire and you allow that thing to rise up in you, as what God is calling an inordinate affection, which I'm going to explain what that is, then God is going to judge that thing because he's the only person, please listen, who experiences rejection and offense when something takes his place. Now, if something takes God's place in your heart, you're probably the last person to know because inordinate affections and idolatry are just like the sin of pride. You're always the last one to know when that sin when these sins are working in you. Because the first thing these sins do is they enter in with a very effective smoke screen. Watch my hands, those of you who have the value of visually watching. They bring in the smoke screen and they put scales on your eyes, like scales on the eyes of Apostle Paul when he was on the way to Damascus to persecute the church. You can't see yourself, so you can't see that you are crossing out of natural affection, which is, I love this thing. I love this woman. I love this job. I love the fact that I'm doing, I'm in a really great arc at work and I keep getting promoted, promoted, promoted. You enter into idolatry whereby you begin to idolize the job, idolize the new baby, idolize the marriage, idolize the new car, idolize your promotion, idolize the fact that 
your company is really doing well and all of a sudden it's taking off on social media and whatever it is, it gets out of its appropriate cradle and it begins to rule you. And the first person to know when that happens is the Holy Spirit. Why? Because that thing that's in your heart begins to edge him out, begins to nudge him out. He begins to take second place and you are focused on this thing. Even pastors in ministry are guilty of this. They abandon their marriages, their children, their own rest times, because they're just like, it's go, 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 go for the ministry. Not knowing that their family also is a ministry, not knowing that their temple that needs rest, that needs recreation, that needs to recover from the very heavy weight and the demands that serving God puts on us who minister before him in the temple night and day. They begin to idolize being useful for God and they begin to edge out prayer time with God, sitting aside with God, listening to God, father to child. They're always in a mode, minister to God, minister to Lord. And that father to child relationship that actually is the burning flame in all of us begins to die. God is the first person to know. And so when God says that idolatry is a foot in a person or in a nation, the person and the nation should be very quiet. They should be contemplative. They should be open to hearing what is being said. And they should be ready to go grease those knees in prayer to find out what the situation really is. So... God says that our inordinate affections are known and seen by him first. And here is the scripture for it. Every man's way is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the hearts. Proverbs 21 and verse 2. Inordinate affection is anything that we love in an unhealthy and unbalanced and unchecked or unbridled way. Anything that gets out of its place when we should not let it. Anything that has lured us away from the original basics of faith. What is the original basics of faith? God is the center. God is the first love. It is very easy to leave Jesus as your first love. And that's because Jesus is the rock. He is fixed. He does not move. I am the Lord. I change not. So in order to be lured away, it is us who are changeable, us who are led by emotions, us who go through seasons where we get so busy or we're so excited about a new project or we're so wrapped up in a low moment, a valley season, that we draw away from the Lord. Even people's suffering, even people's pain has become the idol. They kneel down and worship at the altar of their pain. Some people kneel down and worship at the altar of their past sins. They can't get over it. The Lord says, come to me, confess your sins. I will cleanse you and restore you to righteousness. This is 1 John. You can find out that whole story arc in 1 John chapter 1, verses 5 to 10. But some people can't let the sin go. They keep their sin on a little altar and they go and visit that altar and hi sin, I'm back to spend some time with you and remember when I did this and I did that when I was 18 and I did this when I was 21 and I don't think God can ever forgive me and God is standing right there. He's standing right there. You're ignoring the person, you're ignoring the Holy Spirit, you're ignoring the forgiveness, you're ignoring everything that the Bible says. Why? Because you want to worship at your opinion that you are the first unforgivable, unwashable person to come into Christianity. Your sin is Lord over you, not because you're still committing it, but because you won't let go of the past commission. You need to keep bringing it up to everyone. It's how some people advertise themselves to total strangers. They lead, hi, I'm the person who sinned this sin in 1947. 
That's me. Inordinate affection means that you have a large, unhealthy, and excessive care for something that is not Jesus. There is no limit to how much care you can have for Jesus. There is no limit to how much you can love this person. There is no cap. There's no roof on how much love, how much focus, how many hugs and kisses you can give him. But once you're giving those things to Trump or money or the beehive or whatever are the multiple fixations out there that I've, quite frankly, I've lost track of how many there are because every five minutes, God is bringing a new one. Once Jesus is not the ever rising object of your affection and it's something else and you can, you can, you can do this test real easy. Just try and be more aware of what comes out of your mouth in a day. Just try and be more aware of what's on your mind, especially those, those thoughts that just kind of creep in when you're not actually consciously focusing on something like work or a task. That's stuff that runs in a, like a screensaver at the back of your mind. You are concerned about the outcome of the elections as if you're one of the candidates on the ballot. That is how you know your affections are inordinate because in this same nation are people who couldn't give a hoot. They don't care. They're working on their faith. They're working on their prep box. They're working on their prayer life. They couldn't care if Kermit the Frog was on the ballot. That same person lives in the nation with the idolatrous person who wants to know everything about every candidate as if your vote really matters. That is an inordinate affection. It is to be succinct, anything that you love more than Jesus. And here is the word that he said, nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Remember therefore from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. Revelation 2 verses 4 and 5. And you see that door there? Unless you repent. If you repent, it's instant access to the heart of God. Instant forgiveness, washing and cleansing and a brand new start. And so God says that inordinate affections are a snare. This was things that he was, was teaching me and I'm sharing this teaching with you. He says that the mindset of an inordinate affection is one of the hardest things to spot in our lives. It's hard to admit, and it's even harder to confess it because of how inordinate affections tend to present themselves as a, a perfectly reasonable thing. And I've certainly seen that from this position of doing the Lord's work and having access to literally thousands of comments in a week across multiple platforms. People excuse sin as, as if it's an inheritance that they have to fight for. If you see how people defend the things that they love, they defend it with a passion that they are ill-equipped to defend Jesus with. They can't defend their faith to another person. They don't even know why they believe what they believe. They are not even fully convinced that Jesus is good. There are people in this faith who are not convinced that the Bible is the word of God. And where do we start? There are people in this faith who say that they are Christians and all they do is blog and make videos about people whose names are in the biblical record. And then they say, this person was not an apostle. 
Paul was not an apostle. This person was a false apostle, imagine. So their names made it into the scrolls that have been printed for generations of faithful people. Your name isn't even on the bylaws at the crossing at the child's school in your neighborhood, but then you feel qualified to tear down fathers of the faith and say they were not this and they were not that and their names have been preserved for posterity by God in God's book. Your name is probably just on your report card and on your stuff. And yet here we all are in this Christian amalgam. These things are fascinated, fascinating to me. And in sometimes I just thank God for allowing me to have this position, a window out into humanity where I can see what he sees. And that's why I am so dedicated to speaking what he says with no compromise, because this is his point of view. And it is very, very true. So God says that people get snared by the things that they love and defend because they defend it without seeing the danger. They'll say things like, well, 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 if I'm supporting this, then, you know, for instance, is it possible? This is the example he gave. He gave. Can a man love his wife and child too much? Yes. Yes, you can love your wife and your child too much, and you will know you're loving them too much when they replace the position that Christ Jesus is supposed to hold in your heart as a man. You are a man first, Adam, before you are a husband and before you are a father. Those are secondary titles to your original title, Adam, the first son. That's who you are when you come into covenant with God. And so every time your other things begin to push and shove away your ability to walk in the cool of the garden with the father, then yes, then you are caught in a snare and you are loving the other thing too much. God says that inordinate affections are a category of sin that you can only get free from if you have true humility because you need true humility to realize when they've got you. So when you hear prophecies against Donald Trump or against Joe Biden or against the nation of America as a whole. And you like, this will never happen to America. Yes, it will. It will happen to America no matter how angry you get. And that's the point. When your idol America is poked in her eagle eye, then you basically fall to pieces because your affections towards her are unreasonable. She is unjust, she is unkind, she is immoral, she is perverse, she is abominable, she is rejected, she is unclean, filthy, very wicked, manipulative. She's many things. And it's God, her founder and maker, calling her those things from his position on high. But then if you want to resist that, you're saying that God is untrue, unjust, and unrighteous in how he esteems the country that he made, the country that he has every right to judge. Inordinate affections have the ability to become the elephant in the room. It's right there, but you can't see it. He says it's impossible to see it without the Holy Spirit, and it's impossible to let go of without the help of the Lord. A clay idol, a bronze god that has a temple. We can see their worshipers. Their worshipers go to the temple and the Lord says that they bow down right in front of everyone and you can observe who and what they worship. But when you have a human idol, it's tricky because unless the worshiper of that human idol starts talking about it, God says that you would never know what's in that person's heart. 
And he says that it takes discernment because when they're talking about their idol, they will justify their idolatry under some of these headings. Listen and see if you've done this. They justify it as appreciation. They justify it as love. We love Trump. They justify it as kinship. I feel something in a connection with her. When she sings her songs, they speak to me. They justify it as support. I support him because he also supports what I support. So you support your idol because your idol supports you, which is just circular reasoning. The end result, whatever they use as an excuse, the end result is idolatry resting in the hearts of people because they are constantly looking to something else to rescue them and encourage them besides me. Now God speaks about Trump and he says their greatest sin is making me synonymous with their idol. The word synonymous means equal to. It means of an equal footing. Synonymous also means this. A synonym is a word that you can use to substitute another word. So you could say, I was sleeping. And then you can say, I was resting. And those words are synonymous. I was falling asleep. I was resting. You can use one or the other and people will still know what you mean. They will know that you meant that you were in a state of repose. When God says that the greatest sin of raising up Trump as an idol in America is that they have made him synonymous with their idol is that you can just as easily have Jesus or Trump and in the mind of his most avid followers, they wouldn't mind or care. Jesus is just as good as Trump. And this is pure wickedness when you stop to think of it because a man and his maker can never be the same. I have been made synonymous with Donald Trump not only is he loved beyond me and his every move is justified as the will of God, quote fingers, but he is also called God's man, quote fingers. He is called the will of God for America, quote fingers. I did not send this man. He sent himself, but his very existence and presence is justified as sent by me when it is not. This nation has amnesia about his past, where he came from and who he has always been. I'm reading out the Lord's words, so please listen keenly. He has lived openly before them and nothing about him is a secret. He is by no stretch of the imagination a godly man and nothing in his past life or his conduct has ever identified him to any rational-minded person as a godly man. But as I told you, America is a land of terminal madness. Now listen to the Lord speaking, that America has willfully forgotten who Donald Trump was in the past. I only know him as a businessman who was very flamboyant, willing to take a lot more risks, a man who courts and courted the camera and the media a lot more than businessmen used to in those days. That's what I know of him. But God says that this man has a past 
involving where he came from and who he's always been, and that this has been openly lived in front of people so that Mr. Trump has never made any pretense about who he is, whatever that may be. A man of multiple wives and babies everywhere. But then America will package all that. A man who God says nothing about him is a secret. He is by no stretch of the imagination, meaning nobody in their sound mind could look at his past life, whatever that is, and even look at his current life and call that godly. No Christian would accept that his, his personhood and his nature and, his, and the life that he's openly lived, God is saying, and made no apology for. No one judging fairly, judging righteously could call that godly. So how is it that America has arrived at this godliness posture of this man? How is it that this has happened? He's lived before them and nothing about him is a secret. He's not a godly man. Nothing in his past life and nothing in his conduct has ever identified him to a rational minded person as godly, as a godly man. But the Lord says, I did tell you, meaning me and you that now hear it, that America is a land of terminal madness. Terminal madness means the kind of insanity that can't be fixed, that can't be healed. It's a madness that goes to the root of the, of the entity and you can't run it back. Even with repentance, you can't fix this kind of deception. He says they invent a reality and then they believe in it. They invent details that are true to their own madness and then they say, this is God's will. This is God's intention for us. They say things I have not said. And they do things I cannot sanction. And then they turn around and condone their own evil ways, saying, this is the Lord's will. This is what God says. Therefore, since it is my will, quotes, that sent him, tell them this. When he dies, everyone should say, it is also my will. If my will sent him, then you shall meet his death with acceptance that it is also my will that took him away. Let that be the standard. Since you are convinced I sent him, America, you should be equally convinced that I took him when he dies. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. So said Job in his grief. You should say the same. So I hope that you can hear what God is saying loud and clear. America continues to insist that when the tides of trouble were against the nation in 2016 and it was a race between a rock and a hard place, that God sent Donald Trump, that he is God's man, Cyrus the one who has come to loose and unbuckle the belt of kings and all the other things that have been said. Donald Trump, the will for the nation, so said the nation of terminal madness. They invent their own reality, God says, and then they believe in it. They sanction their own evil and say, 
This is God's will. This is what God wanted for us. And so he says that when Mr. Trump dies, since you say that Mr. Trump is God's will, God says, here's a fair, fair deal and an even trade. When he is taken away, you must accept that he was taken away by God's will since you said that he was sent by God's will. The Lord gives and takes away. God said that Job repeated this in his grief. You also should say the same. Since you said he gave, when he takes away, say the same. And that is just the Lord's sarcasm because he went on immediately and said this, I will not take him. I will let him fall into the hands of his enemies. He has plenty of those when he has served his useful purpose as any idol does. And I explained what God said that the useful purpose of an idol is to separate the sheep and the goats. The idol rises up so God can get a good picture as to who bows down to it and who like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego remain standing and refuse to worship it. When he has served his useful purpose as every idol does to separate the sheep from the goats and expose the hearts of those who worship men and not God. I will let his enemies capture him and overtake him as they overtook Saul on the battlefield. In a single day, King Saul and all his loyal sons fell. In the same way, Donald Trump and the entire dynasty around him will collapse. The whole legacy will fall down. But when it does, remember to say as you say now, it is the Lord's will. And so I will end here with the lesson that the Lord gave me, the story of Dagon, the fish god. Dagon is, you might as well just say he is Poseidon of the sea. He is a reigning, powerful Nephilim principality, half man, half sea serpent, or you could say half man and half fish. It was an idol in the Philistine nation that they tried to make equal with God in that they went to do battle against Israel and beat them to salt that day. And they managed to snare a great prize out of the Israelites' hands, the Ark of the Covenant. And they took it back to their city and they took it to the temple that belonged to their merman fish serpent half man god known by the name of dagon and they tried to put the ark of covenant in the same space that is in the same periphery as the statue of dagon but that idol was smashed to pieces in ways that nobody could make sense of every time they propped it back up it would fall and another piece would break off it and no one could make sense of who was touching the idol because among them the philistines none of them would lay a hand on that carving, they would not lay a hand on Dagon himself because they saw him as a God. And so they were confused as to who was touching it, but God was touching it. And God eventually smashed Dagon up because they kept trying to prop him up next to the ark, which carried the sovereign presence of God at that time. And finally, when they didn't get the message and they kept trying to make God share space with their idol, he smashed it to pieces and then he struck all the people. And I mean all the people in the different towns of Philistia where they kept sending the ark. He struck them all with painful personal plagues, hemorrhoids. The Bible calls them in some translations boils. 
but he struck them with emeralds, which is hemorrhoids, and other afflictions as a sign that God is not happy with and does not tolerate mixed worship. Christians, you have heard the word of the Lord. You can find this teaching, the destruction of Dagon in 1 Samuel chapter 5, the whole chapter. If you have heard this teaching and you have heard the word of the Lord, many people realized in 2021 when they saw the fulfillment of what I said concerning this man, they repented. They were not all hard-hearted. A lot of people said, Celestial, I was fooled. I was duped. I was listening to the false prophets. I've been listening to them even after we lost the election. I've been listening to them until January, February, March, as they keep telling us, no, they're going to recount. God is telling us, trust the recount. This is the false prophets. They will dangle a carrot in front of every donkey, donkey who continues to stare at carrots. And men are not donkeys. Men are intended to be men. Men are intended to be logical thinkers who are also people of wisdom whose hearts are led by emotion, by feelings, no, by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives wisdom to us. And as children of God, we should be listening keenly for the voice of God. People who realized that they were wrong, they humbled themselves and they said, it is because of the piercing of your voice that came through my stubbornness. It punctured my armor and yes, it hurt my pride. But I realized that they had been lying to me. And I'm not going to be following the Julie Greens and the Marcus Rogers and all the weeds on the internet. What a lots of weeds we have. I will go back to God. Some people heard one video and when they went back to God, God told them no holds barred, that you have been fooled and they were humbled. God gave them a lot more than they were expecting, told them all about the electoral process, told them all about the, the red wing and the blue wing on the back of a single bird and how the bird is flying kits and caboodle into the beast system. And that if they continue to invest their souls in politics, they would end up destroyed when politics itself is destroyed. You heard the recent prophecy that I brought here that encapsulated three in one. Does that sound like a system that is based on voting to you? A system where I said that the people I saw rising to power in the, in the new world order system, that they were people that had no charm, no charisma. They were stone cold killing machines who were only loyal to the beast system and Satan, willing to do whatever it took. They had absolutely no American affections. Can you really afford to be lagging and working on Windows 98 when the beast system is going to be working on Windows 2 billion? No elections. A system of prefects is what I saw. In one of the prophecies, God says that Kamala Harris will come as part of a series of governors. Who knows what that means? Governors are what we have from Daniel's day. Satraps, they were called. Governors, people who are appointed, appointed by a king, not selected by the people who are busy filling out their election cards and voter registration. Imagine, imagine existing in an old system when the new system is telling you in a thousand different ways on social media, telling you on the news, 
telling you on the alternative channels that may not be Christian, but they still are giving you the truth to some extent, just not through God's eyes, which is what you get here. Imagine still operating in the old paradigm where you think you matter to the functionality of a country that is about to be destroyed by the coming of a new kingdom that wants to set itself up. The beast system doesn't care about America. The beast system wants to set itself up because it's getting ready to fulfill Psalm 2. Why do the, peop- why do the nations rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The beast system is getting ready to rage against the Most High. The beast system is getting ready to wage war against the saints. And here are the saints worried about voter ID cards and legality and who gets to vote. The name of this prophecy is the destruction of Dagon. All idols will fall. October 15, 2022, the Lord speaking emphatically about the unhealthy, unrighteous, and frankly, downright offensive love that a wide contingent of people in the United States of America and around the world, those of you who made statues of him in your country, America has commemorative money, commemorative coins, commemorative gold bars. The State of the Nation address that Donald Trump read is available on the internet for like $185. You can buy it and have his speech in your trembling and awestruck hands. Aren't you embarrassed? Seriously. You have Jesus Christ who raises people from the dead. And this man who needs to go to the bathroom, just like you do. And you can't distinguish who is a God and worthy of your affection and who is not. No idol will remain standing before our God. Christians, you should rejoice. He is worthy of our praises. God is a God to be in awe of. Let's make God great again. This is Celestial with the Master's Voice Prophecy Blog. Please go back to the beginning of the video. If you are not a follower, if you want to become a follower, please always understand that I say nobody's following me here because I am following Jesus Christ. If you are a companion walking on this road to making it into the Lord's hallowed rest, well then, we can walk together, but no one is following me. I'm not gathering any followers to myself. I am a leader of nothing but a follower of the one true God the living Jesus Christ, who is the Son of God. Bless you, and thank you to all of you who support my work here on The Master's Voice. Your gifts are appreciated. Please um, stay in prayer for yourselves. Stay in prayers for your families. Do not be heavy-hearted. These prophecies come to provoke repentance, but once you have allowed God, whether it takes two weeks, three months, for you to actually excavate all the dead wood in your life, and you have now become lighter, stronger on the path and more convicted than ever that God is a good God, then you will find this journey and you will find these messages a lot easier to bear. Not that they will ever not be heavy. It's the strength that he will give your shoulders that will make you able to carry them. So God bless you. Thank you for your support. Become a subscriber if you are so led. There is no pressure. And until I see you again, goodbye.